The content of the Think Dimension podcast is based on the individual opinion and experiences of Amy House and should not be used as or in place of medical care. Think Dementia recommends you consult a physician if you have medical concerns for yourself or a loved one. This disclaimer also extends to any guests or content creators of the show. And now, let's think dementia. Hey everyone, this is Amy House with Think Dementia and welcome to the podcast. Have you had a loved one living with dementia who's having maybe some challenges with eating and drinking? Here's a great question from one of our listeners. My husband has been spitting out food at his care facility and pushing the staff away when they try to feed him, but he ate 12 pieces of cookies for me the other day. Are there any ideas on what we could do? Thank you so much for that question. I am so sorry to hear that your husband's having these challenges. Um, There's some questions I'd want to ask. Is he still drinking fluids or is this just a problem with eating? You mentioned that he'll eat cookies, but he doesn't like the food that someone is trying to give them. I know it doesn't sound healthy, but at some point in the disease, many care partners make the decision to just let the person living with dementia have what they want and and have what they want most. And what I will tell you 100% of the time, actually, wait, I'm going to change that. 99% of the time, they want sugar. There was a gentleman that I supported that wanted ketchup. He wanted ketchup on everything. He wanted ketchup on pancakes, ketchup on his sandwiches, ketchup on his vegetables, ketchup on his waffles, ketchup on his sausage. Just everything that he ate, he wanted doused in ketchup. And he's the 1% that I'm talking about. But most of the time that people want something sweet. It's like that part of the brain is what stays with them and they are just craving sweets or perhaps their taste buds are no longer communicating with their brain and they're not able to taste many different types of taste like bitter, sweet, salt, all those different types of taste. Perhaps they only really can taste the sweet one. So everything else just tastes like nothing, like eating cardboard. You could consider adding some sweets to his food. Think about things like adding some maple syrup to pureed meats. Um, You could add sugar and butter to the foods that he enjoys. You may know then that if you try that, that it's just a problem with the taste. And that might be something that you could just cover everything in a little sugar for a while and see if it improves his eating. And if it does, then you know it's because of the taste and that he really only can taste things that are sweet and enjoy things that are sweet. Another thing you could think about is maybe he doesn't like the caregivers helping him if he's pushing them away. Have you ever tried more finger foods so that he doesn't have to rely on them to feed him? It could be that he just wants to be independent and it can be really odd and it can it can seem really strange to have somebody putting food in your mouth for you. And especially if you're just somebody who's always been very independent and you don't want to rely on anybody for anything. Another option would be to think about how are they feeding him? Tipa Snow has a wonderful technique called hand under hand, and it is much more natural and feels like the person is in control when they're eating, when somebody is helping them eat with hand under hand assistance. This is very different than just putting a spoon in someone's mouth. This is very different than trying to get them to hold the 
spoon and you doing a hand overhand technique trying to get them to grip it. This is a way where they can be part of it. You, they can decide where they want to go, what they want to eat, if they're ready for another bite. It can be really helpful for them to do hand under hand. So I would recommend checking out Tipa Snow's website and seeing if you can find a video of hand under hand techniques and see if that's something that you could talk to the facility about to see if their caregivers would be willing to try that. Or it sounds like you've been maybe at many mealtimes. You could try it yourself and see if it's helpful. Another big part of food is texture. And I will say that my husband is a total foodie and it is all about texture with him. Of course, he likes flavor, but it is all about the texture of food with him. And if it does not have the right texture, if something is too mushy, if something is um, too thin, too thick, I mean, he just really gets hung up on those things as a, a person who just really likes to eat good food. And so think about the texture of the food, both from a personal perspective, like maybe this is just mush and it just doesn't feel good in their mouth, or maybe this has a lot of grainy pieces to it and it just, you know, feels odd in your mouth and just like eating little pieces of sand. Try to taste the food and see what you think of it. You know, does it need more salt? There could be just some personal preferences right there. Hey there, listeners. This is Amy House with Think Dementia. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may realize now that during this dementia journey, you need to do more than just love someone. You need to learn how to adapt. And to do that, you have to think dementia. If you have found that helpful to listen to the podcast, please consider a monetary contribution. You can go and support the podcast by going to the website buymeacoffee.com backslash thinkdementia. The information is also on my website, think-dementia.com. Your contribution could be as small as buying me a cup of coffee so that I can continue bringing good information to care partners out there and helping them learn how to think dementia. Thank you so much for your support. But another thing to do is to try to think dementia and think about what's happening in the brain. Not only may they be having trouble with their brain interpreting taste, but their brain is also having trouble controlling their muscles at later stages of this disease. Those tiny little muscles in your mouth are what help you chew your food, move it around your mouth, move it back to the back of your throat, and help you swallow. The next time you're eating something, just pay attention to how much your food moves around different parts of your mouth. I mean, it could start with an apple bite and you are using the front of your teeth to bite into that and then moving them to the back of your mouth. But also you have to chew it up at a certain point and your tongue has to move those things to the back of your throat where they're ready to be swallowed and swallowed correctly. That is a complicated process that we all take for granted. And once your brain is damaged in the muscle area, you can have trouble with chewing that food and find that a person is just chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing, but they're not really swallowing. This is called pocketing. And you'll see somebody all of a sudden with a pocket full of, you know, breakfast sausage in the, in the cheek of their mouth. And you're like, boy, they've been chewing on that for a long time. Why haven't they swallowed it? And it's because the brain cannot connect to the muscles in the mouth. It just can't tell the muscles in the mouth to, it's time now. We've chewed this food long enough. It's ready for swallowing. It can't communicate that to say, let's move that to the back of the throat and swallow it. And this is where people may have a need for a special diet. There are different types of diet that are recommended and you can have a speech therapist evaluate someone to see what diet 
works best with them by doing a swallow study. And this swallow study is meant to help someone determine whether or not maybe softer foods would help them continue to eat, or maybe they need a pureed diet, whether or not they have the ability to drink regular liquids, or perhaps they need their liquids thickened because a thicker liquid goes down slower to prevent them from aspirating. And aspirating is when your food or drink goes down the wrong tube and it gets into your lungs instead of into your stomach. So that can be a big cause for pneumonia um, and other problems later in the disease. And I would say that pneumonia is a big concern with dementia. It is something that many people pass away from as the secondary cause of why they have passed away. The first cause would be, of course, that they have dementia and that their brain cells are dying and that they have brain failure. But the secondary cause is that they have aspirated some food or drink that has gone down into their lungs where it has begun to fester and caused a large infection. And when you have that pneumonia infection, it can take over the whole body. And that is sometimes how the person passes away. It happens quite commonly. And usually the person is on hospice at that time because we're trying to think about what foods give them pleasure. And maybe, you know, maybe they're having trouble swallowing, but you've decided, I think that them having a little taste of ice cream is more important. These are personal decisions that you can talk about with your doctor or with your hospice team to decide, are we going to talk about foods that are more comforting right now or foods that are more safe? Thank you so much for your question, and I hope you found some of this information helpful, things that you can try. Again, you can try putting sugar in his food, salt in his food, ketchup on his food to see if it changes what he likes the taste of. You can think about the texture of his food and whether or not things are, you know, don't have enough crunch, or maybe they have little stringy pieces of vegetables in there that get stuck in someone's mouth. Try the food yourself and see what you think of the texture. Also think about his independence and how he's able to help feed himself. He may not be able to do that, but you can use hand-to-hand assistance to help him with that. And last, this might be a problem with swallowing and chewing their food because of the muscles not being able to communicate to the brain. So consider talking to a speech therapist. You can go to your doctor or provider and request a speech therapy evaluation, and they can make recommendations for someone's diet. And last, you may want to talk to your hospice team if you're at the end of this disease, to decide, do we want to continue foods at all? Do we want to continue foods that give the person pleasure, even though they might aspirate? Do we want to consider things that they would enjoy over things that are nutritious? Those are all great questions to talk about with your hospice team. I hope you have found this information helpful and you have some ways now that you can go forward and try some things out with your husband because it is all trial and error. Everyone is unique on this journey. And so what works for one person may not work for another person. Until next time, everyone, take care. everyone, this is Amy House, and I would love to hear from you. If you go to my website, www.think-dementia.com, you can record a message about the person you're caring for, or maybe a question for yourself, and how you can get more support. 
Again, that's www.think-dementia.com, where you can leave a recording with SpeakPipe, or you can contact me through the contact page. 